Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max, episode 211. Of course, we are the official video games podcast at W2Net.com. And in partnership with Last Word on Life, I am uh, your host, uh, Sean Garmer, here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. We're a uh, two-man show today because Jens was actually visiting Mark and he is on the way home or... Just well, got home or what? He's, he's back home and recuperating. <laughs> yes. So you went to go see a concert, right? Yeah, we went to see the Near Automata concert. Uh, it was in Chicago. Um, I think it was like the 24th and 25th. It was good. The first hour was like Near music, which I didn't know at all. Cause no one ever played Near except for Jens. And the second half was like Near Automata music, which is actually good or, you know, recognizable. <laughs> nice. It's it like me packed. when I've gone to Final Fantasy concerts and they play songs from a Final Fantasy game I didn't play very much, and I'm like, well, I'll just wait. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, the first yeah the first hour was all like near music. I'm like, I was just thinking like I could have gone, I could have been in the merchandise line. Like I don't need to be right. Yeah. Speaking of which, I mean, the theater it probably seated maybe like 1,500 people. It uh, theater kind of sucked. It was really narrow. Like the seats were like cramped as hell. Uh. It was also just jam-packed with people. Like, a lot of cosplayers were there. I couldn't get any merch because, like, the line is always busy. <laughs> so. Wow. But the music was good, and it was a fun experience. Yeah, I mean, I, I had fun at the... I went with, like, some of the anime group people that I was in in college, so the Final Fantasy one, along with that roommate, and that was certainly interesting. I think the most I remember is we couldn't find my car for, like, an hour afterwards. Oh, we actually, I mean, we we got, we got had a hotel. We were like, we actually walked to the venue. It was oh, nice. Hotel. It was like, we just had to like go through a parking garage and like cross the street and that was it. We were there. Man, if they ever, ever decide to take a Persona yeah. on tour well, yeah. concert. Jens was like, oh, did you ever see a Chrono Cross concert? I'm like, no. He was like, why not? I'm like, well, I don't have any connection to that series. Like, why would I? Wait. They do Chrono Cross before they do Chrono Trigger, or is it both games? I mean, they might do both, but I think Chrono Cross has like the more orchestral soundtrack because you know, obviously, it would. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, but I was if we did a Persona one, I'd definitely go to that, and you know, or try my hardest to. Yeah, I, I think I would travel for that if they said, okay, we're doing only like a couple, and you know that they may not turn it into the Final Fantasy thing where they go to other states or whatnot. I I would definitely consider that because. That's one of those, like, man, once in a, who knows, you know, so. But especially to have, like, the actual, like, artists and everything, not not just an orchestra concert, but to, like, have those, the singers like they do in the Japan concerts show up and everything, that'd be, that'd be awesome. So, I mean, they actually had, uh, who's the composer for the games, um, Yoko Taro was there, and oh, cool. I think some other, some other producers there, uh, and yeah, it was, it was good. Well, I know you have been 
you know, kind of enjoying Yen's being over there. Have you gotten to play anything or play more Kakarot or? Uh, I mean, I haven't played more Kakarot. I'm at the point now where, like, I just got to the Ginyu Force stuff in Kakarot. Like, Goku is basically just landed. Uh, okay. And he's ready to fuck shit up. <laughs> uh, that's been enjoyable. Uh, I got, from Yen's, he got me uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, you can just call it Token Rod Sessions. Encore or whatever, you know. It's uh, it's good. Uh, my Switch controller is kind of screwing up. Like, both Joy-Cons are like now kind of messing up. So I need, I now need a uh, Pro Controller, <laughs> I think, at this point. But I completed the uh, second dungeon, which is pretty good. It's not like the most challenging RPG uh, I've so far, but I enjoy it. Well, that's the important part, is that it's enjoyable. I know it's it gets compared to Persona a lot. Persona Light. Whatever, oh yeah, I mean but... it's not it's not as involved as Persona because it's not well for one there's no there's no like school aspect <laughs> right uh but yeah I mean even like the spell names like you know Dia is you know heal and Aji is fire and all that stuff um yeah I mean also like your Persona are the Fire Emblem characters <laughs> hey that that's that I, connection I know, right there so I, I mean I only know Marth and like the people in Three Houses and that's about it <laughs> <laughs> well. Hey, um, you start you start somewhere. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I don't like about like it's good, but the only thing I don't like about their bosses, every boss has like you know the boss, and then like two like side enemies, like you know support enemies that you have to deal with, and then like if you deal with them halfway in the fight, like once you get the boss whittled down to half health, he spawns in two more enemies to help you know to support mm-hmm. them. Oh, yeah, I do remember that like, part. Yeah. Yep. All right. This is lame. Like, I just rather just focus on the, on the boss. I think that happens in SMT as well. Like, you start taking out other, you know, the side enemies, and then they'll come back, and you have to figure out how to take them out again. Yeah. Yeah. But the story's pretty good. And, yeah, I like the like the actual gameplay sign, or, you know, solid. Yeah, that's what I remember the most, is the battle system with the sessions and all that stuff. That's Yeah, like a combo is pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna wait until it goes on some kind of sale or something. I think it's like, like you said, it's like fifty bucks at Walmart, and I think it might be fifty on Amazon right now. But yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do some special edition, like you know, soundtrack or you know, some some big thing. Well, I mean, I think the in Japan because they didn't send enough copies, the Wii U version still sold more than the Switch version at launch, which was the opposite of here. So. Yeah. I th- I think Nintendo still didn't think that there was a lot of people that many that mu- you know very interested, and well, so I don't I know mean, what they wanted to wait spend money on. I mean, obviously Atlas would also have to decide to spend money, and they have other things <laughs> coming down the pike that they need to spend money on. So I mean, yeah, but it's not, this is also a port, so I mean, the, the, I mean, there's no real cost involved, or you know, very minimal compared to like developing Persona Five Scramble or something, <laughs> right? Well, they got Persona 5 R, Scramble, you know, Sega has the Yakuza game, so, uh, you know, the Sonic stuff, they got a lot going on well, right now. Well, one, one funny thing, I was talking to this cosplayer friend of mine last night, and I was like, I don't know if you played it or not, but you should get Tokyo Mirage Sessions, and she's like, what's that? <laughs> and this is a friend, like, she has, like, she has more time in Fire Emblem Three Houses than I do. I got, right. like, 160 hours, she has, like, 170, I think. So I was like, oh, it's a, I mean, it's a it's like a persona like RPG where you're, the persona are basically Fire Emblem characters, and you know you play as idols and like you're, you know high school students, but who are also like singers and actors and stuff. And she was like, what? <laughs> like she's like, I, I got to go rush up and buy this game. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, like 
He's like, why didn't I hear, why didn't I hear about this before? And I was like, because it was on the Wii U, Wii U and no one cared about that. <laughs> yeah, it came out near the end of the Wii U cycle. So yeah. by then, nobody really cared about that at all. Right. And I, yeah. Yeah, also, I think it's just, a lot of people don't even know that there's a, it has the F-E in the name, and a lot of people tend to not make that connection because on the surface, there's nothing really, you wouldn't think it's a Fire Emblem game at all. Yeah, if they, if they yeah. said, you know, I think the original name was like Shin Megami Tensei Cross Fire Emblem. Right. That's, and if they that's, did say slightly more pro- provocative name than some weird Tokyo bullshit that, you know, <laughs> doesn't describe it that well. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what, I, I know someone eventually said what the reason was why they changed the name. But yeah, I, well, I think it's because it was supposed to have more Fire Emblem connection yeah. than it actually did, and then when they removed a lot of that, they said, "Oh, why don't we just call it something else?" Right. So, uh, I got something else to play. I think that, or uh, playing like one other, two other things. Oh yeah, I got the hottest game. Uh, I think I told you about last night called Real Farming for PS4 because <laughs> it was it was less than a dollar, and I was like, "Hey, why not?" <laughs> and yeah, I, wow. I, I plowed a field, and I'm like, "Yep." That's farming. <laughs> and, I, and I completely forgot, you know, I've had the Epic Game thing for, you know, ever since I got Control. Yeah. And I forgot that they do the free game thing, and then they announced the free game, and I was like, farming simulator 19 or whatever. I was like, wow. All right. I can just continue not taking yeah, free like, games yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no offense to the people that like those games or whatever. It's just, you know, not not my thing at all. Yes, I can't wait for that. <laughs> Yeah, and, real, and, real real farm is currently seventy nine cents in the PSN store, so it's like, yep, yeah, I guess I'll buy that. <laughs> that. Do they still have that big sale going, or did that just end? Or I think it just ended. I mean, they have yeah. sales periodically. Yeah, I know Steam has that lunar sale going on. Yeah, I think everyone's doing that. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially with the coronavirus yeah. thing going on, it's it's having uh, more on that. I I, I gotta say. Uh, Kakarot is still boring the shit out of me, kind of. It is? Why? Well, they just don't add any, any new mechanics. It's just like I'm doing the same shit I did, like, you know, the first hour, then doing, like, you know, hour 10 now or whatever. Well, you still haven't gotten Super Saiyan Goku. So. Yeah, but it's just, a, it's just a form transfer. I mean, I already got right. Kaoken, and it's like, I think Kaoken, it, like, drains your health. Right, that's what it's supposed like, to do, yeah. Super Saiyan, like, drains your stamina or, like, your power meter. And but that's like the only th- only like, noticeable difference. Like it's not like I mean you're stronger kind of, but it's not you know like huge or anything. Yeah, well you'll get to play with other characters and stuff. I mean it's I already okay. have. Yeah, I, I you know I played as Goku, Gohan, Piccolo, and Vegeta. <laughs> I think I read something that you play as Gohan for like sixty percent of the game because Goku yeah, dies. Yeah, Goku's always dead. all the die. <laughs> so, uh, also, like, know? I I really hate the leveling system. Or I mean not the leveling system yet, but like the like character skill tree upgrade, it's like the most arcane thing you can imagine. Because it's like, oh, you have uh, you know, like the Gallic Gun, like the dude that has a Gallic Gun, it's like, oh, you can upgrade to the Gallic Gun version 2. And it's like, oh, it does more damage. But it doesn't tell you how much more damage it does, or like, why you would ever why you would ever do it in the first place. <laughs> it's does okay. it actually, like, change the look of it or whatever? No. Or just, nope. Same move. It's just supposedly like, more powered up. Yeah, but it doesn't tell you, like, how it's powered up. Like, if it said, like, oh, it does 15% more damage, then I said, okay, that is a tangible reason for me to do this, but not, hey, it does more damage. And it's like, well, is it 5% more damage or 500? Like, that, this might help me want to upgrade. 
sometimes it really feels like they said, hey, how can we do something different with this Dragon Ball story? Oh, let's make well, an RPG, but we're going to make it... I mean, it is the same Dragon Ball story. Like, I've seen nothing, like, except for, like, maybe, like, one or two no, small no, things. They do add some small things. Like, But, like, I know there's supposed to be some uh, sixth Ginyu Force member called, like, Banya or something uh-huh, like that. They do add a Ginyu Force member, yes. Yeah, yeah. She's like, well, it's a female character. Right. Um, And I haven't seen her at all. <laughs> and I have a significant suspicion she'll be, like, way at the end of the game. Well, like, you know, apparently, like, there's a story of where, like, Goku finds out what happens to Launch, and you find out some other things as well that are kind of tied I've already, in. I've already met yeah. Launch. Yeah. Or, you know, Gohan. No, like, what happens to her, I guess, after... Oh. Uh, after you... I don't know if you see her again in Dragon Ball Z, or she just is... After Dragon Ball, you don't see... The, the first Dragon Ball, you don't see like her again? once or twice, like, very, like, cameo roles. Right. Uh, that's about it. Or I think, like, Master Roshi tries to hit on her, and, you know, it goes nowhere. <laughs> yeah, so... I think it's supposed to, like, tell you what happens to her or something, so... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do they do a lot of deep pulls from, like, Dragon Ball, which is kind of nice, but... It's like, this is the same story about, like, oh, I gotta face, you know... Uh, right, you're following along Goldo his story. Fucking Raccoon and all that, give me fourth members and bullshit. It's like, oh, man... <laughs> These fights, are, these fights are not complicated or challenging, and just doing the same melee, you know, combo over and over, and occasionally, like, you know, ducking out when they perform an energy move, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I think most of the people that I've heard talk about it is this is a wonderful, like, little wonderful story for Dragon. I mean, wonderful, like, homage and and great fan service for Dragon Ball. If you're a huge fan, and even if you're not a fan, like, it's a nice way to sort of get the gist of the story. But, it's a good adaptation, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it moves about as slow as the as the actual anime, so it's like, oh man. Well, they do have to tell well, what is it, like three hundred, four hundred episodes of anime like, into one three fifty or something, yeah. yeah, into a forty fifty hour game. So, I think they, I think I said read like if you do everything, it's like a hundred hours. It's like, well, I guess we'll yeah. be doing everything then. <laughs> I do appreciate that they don't just like mainline through just all the fight stuff. There's also the small things that are in there too. I think that's nice. I mean, kind of, but I mean, the small stuff is like super inconsequential. Like it's just you know flying around and collecting these stupid orbs, or like occasionally going fishing, but it doesn't really do anything. I mean, oh, I didn't mean that. I meant like you know they don't have to put in the Goku and Piccolo driving school thing. They don't have to put in. Some of the times that you play as Gohan, or, you know, they don't have to put that stuff in, but they do. So, you know. Yeah. So, are you playing anything fun? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I think that uh, you also just literally they just sent it to me ten minutes ago. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Mark will probably talk about Journey to the Savage Planet next week. So there, there's that. I'm still waiting to hear back on Kentucky Route Zero, and I'm going to assume that Warcraft 3 or 4 is not going to happen because Blizzard's PR doesn't even respond to you. They just automatic reply. Uh, so, hey, at least they send an automatic reply, which is nice. But I'm playing a Temtem, which, you know what? It's a really, really good uh, Pokemon adaptation. Uh, so, you know, if you didn't like things about Sword and Shield and you want to go back to I guess what you liked about Pokemon and, you know, the 
portable game, the the the, the you know Game Boy and DS games or whatnot. Uh, this game is for you. I, I th- the one biggest obvious change from Pokemon is that this has a stamina system instead of having the PP points added to all the moves. So you can't just if you're in a trainer battle because I wouldn't say that when you're battling wild Pokemon you'll have this problem because the stamina recharges after every battle. But if you're in a trainer battle or in a dojo battle, because it's not they can't call it gyms, they call it dojo because you know obviously <laughs> Nintendo only needs to find one sliver of reason to sue you, so they're making sure that they don't. I think it that's what makes it fun, is I think the stamina system makes you actually have to think about what you're doing, what moves you decide to use, and also you might have to actually, you know, switch out your Pokemon mid-fight, even if their HP isn't low, because, oh crap, I can't do anything with them without hurting myself and taking away more HP, and I also thought some of the battles were harder as well you know i felt like i had to and usually for a lot of the games it's like a breeze to go through the first you know one or two gyms this one just to even get to the first gym and then you have to go you actually have to go through like three towns just to find the first gym leader to get her to go back to the gym that she's supposed to be at and just going through there was not easy at all and uh, you know i think it's it's a testament to them understanding that okay Let's make something that's for the older Pokemon gamers that, you know, isn't bound by Nintendo and Pokemon Company needing to appeal to the young audience that loves their toys and the anime and everything else. And I think this is something that Temtem can really lock into. And it's technically an MMO, even though you can play it by yourself. And you don't have to... The only reason that there's people there is if they, they can challenge you to a fight or they can... If you know someone, you can join them in their game and you can join them in battles or whatever. So you can join them in battles against NPCs because it's a two-on-two. It's always two-on-two instead of the 1v1. So that's also a different kind of challenge that's in uh, this game. But I mean, aside from that, it's literally... If you played any Pokemon game, you'll recognize a lot of the similarities. And basically, it's 85% Pokemon aside from... The type differences and the the types all have different names, and there's actually a not just a super effective. There's also a half effective, which is weird too. It's kind of interesting. Uh, so there, there's a lot of intricacies to Temtem that are not there in Pokemon. So I think, and since it's an MMO, it can just be iterated on. They can just keep adding islands and stuff like that. You don't have to get a new game per se. Uh, I mean, at first at launch, it was a kind of an issue because you had to queue in like happens with MMOs. You know, Mark knows very well uh, that issue. Um, so and this is my my first time playing an MMO since I tried out WoW a long, long time ago. <laughs> so uh, it's it's interesting to like go back to that mechanic, but it's it's enjoyable. I like it. I like being able to pop in and basically after every battle it saves. Um, so you don't have to worry about losing your spot if you get knocked out or or you don't, you know, if you need to get out really quick, you can. So I really appreciate that, that they respect your time and it saves constantly so that you don't lose a chunk of stuff after you, uh, you play some. So definitely, I mean, I know $35 is maybe a lot for people. If you're, you know, thinking about some other games that you want to save up that are coming out later. Um, but definitely if it ever goes on a Steam sale or something, I don't know how that's going to work being an MMO if they're going to put it on a sale. 
it is supposed to come to consoles next year. Uh, that's going to be interesting how Nintendo goes, what if Nintendo tries to do something to get them to not show up on the Switch. <laughs> uh, but I think if, when it does come to consoles, I think it could really be something whenever it gets out of early access and becomes a full game whenever they decide to, you know, this is how much content we're going to have and everything. But if you think about it, you're basically paying the price of one 3DS version of Pokemon for an entire Pokemon game and to have all the things that you want in it. So I don't think it's too bad, honestly, the price, but I know that that might be steep for some considering it's early access. You can always play the waiting game, though, if you'd like. Did you ever play so, uh, this is an old PS1 RPG called Jade Cocoon? No. I always heard things about Jade Cocoon, but I didn't. Yeah, it was a, uh, I mean, it was like a, I mean, it was a Pokemon clone, essentially, but a little more anime. But also, mm-hmm. you could, like, merge and, like, you know, have your creatures, like, have set, have like, kids and stuff. Ah, cool. So, yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, yeah. talking, talking, talking about that game reminds me of that game a little. <laughs> well, maybe if, uh, you know, those, those PS5 rumors are true. Jikaku will find its way back to where you can no. get it really easily. I, I think they did a second one and didn't do too well, so I think the studio folded it. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, probably means those. I wonder how much just buying a disc of Jikaku probably costs at this point. Probably, like, making check. Probably, I'd say, like, 20 bucks, maybe even less. Oh, that's not bad. Well, I also played a Mosaic, which is a point-and-click Game, I played it with the gamepad, so it wasn't necessarily point and clicky for me. Um, you can call it a walking sim if you want, but there is puzzle elements. Uh, is that that dream game? Or like the perspective game? That's, that's the game where you're an office worker and he does have like dreams. Okay, like, no. yeah. I'm yeah. saying something else, sorry. Oh. Yeah, so he, yeah, basically he plays an office worker that, you know, he's basically burned out and he has this grind of working in an office. You walk to your job every day. Uh, you do the same things every day, but you, every day you kind of, if you get off the beaten path, you kind of walk, uh, and find some clarity for your life. And it's about, like, I want to say three, three and a half-ish hours. So it's not long. But again, I think this is one of those where if that environment, if like that kind of story to you is, is played out or whatever, you know, if you're like a big office space fan or something like that, maybe, um, I enjoyed it because I've been through that grind before where you're just going to work and you're so having to focus on, well, I got to do this to live and I'm not really talking to a lot of people and I'm not really doing a whole lot outside of that. Um, so it kind of, you know, hit me on a personal level sometimes, but I can also see where that may not jive with you. Also, if you're not a big walking simulator person, this is not going to change your mind. So, so I wouldn't uh, recommend that. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. It was it was short, and my review should be able to. Uh, actually, now that I start a job again, I don't know how quickly I'm going to be able to write it. But I got it about half, sort of halfway done, and that's. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. I was seeing a game called Superliminal. <laughs> ah, okay. I feel like I've heard of that before. Yeah, it's a good perspective. Yeah. It's like portable with like objects. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think that's it for me, uh, pretty much. And yeah, let's. Well, I should I should have mentioned this when we were talking about Kakarot, but supposedly there's going to be DLC for Kakarot that's going to go through the movies. 
Like, uh, specifically Brawly is named. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, you know. Gotta make a season pass somehow. <laughs> well, there you go. You'll have, uh, more to go through. <laughs> I think the ATR still on a season pass for that game already. So. <laughs> Alright, let's get in to the news, which there's quite a bit. I, I should mention that our main topic is discussing PS5 games and when we think if they come out of the ones Aside from the ones that have been announced, there's a lot of... It's funny, like, in the past two weeks, I felt like I've heard every franchise that the PS5 has had lately, and some from the past, get rumored to show up as either a launch game, or a launch window game, or coming soon to PS5 or something, so we'll we'll do that um, at the end. But getting to the news, Torchlight Frontiers... It's now officially Torchlight 3. That basically just got announced a few hours ago. Um, the uh, Extra Game CEO, Max uh, Schaefer, had a video where basically he said that uh, they had discussed a lot with their alpha testers. They gave him a lot of feedback about, you know, maybe you need to just go back to your roots and make a Torchlight 3. Make something that's more like Torchlight 1 and 2. Uh, I know you're a big uh, Torchlight yeah, fan mark. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't have played it if it was, like an, you know, an MMO, probably. Uh, so, yeah, they're making the Torchlight 3 is what people probably want, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now this is going to be a retail game instead of, or at least a game where you buy it and you get everything instead of, oh, you're going to pay the subscription price or the free-to-play, and then they keep adding stuff. So, right, that's yeah. a plus. I mean, it'll also probably eventually come to PC, which is not, or, you know, consoles, it'll be good, but hopefully it runs better than Torchlight 2. <laughs> yeah, it still has online multiplayer, and it's still and it has the three character classes: Dusk Mage, Forged, and Railmaster. Yeah. Was there something from two that you felt like they really could have used in like in the next game, or? You mean the console version or the PC one? Well, just like I guess quality of life things that you know you've seen added to these type of games after Torchlight 2 that you go, man. Torchlight 2 could really use that. Yeah, a working online mode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're aiming for that with this. The the PC version ran fine, but the PS4 version runs like garbage. Like, me and Jens can't play it. Because we start desyncing from each other. Really? Is that bad? Yeah, he'll, like, drop out. Like, either he or I will drop out, but, like, our character will still occasionally be there and just, like, running in place. I will have, like, arguments about, like, oh, I meant this. I'm 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 at this objective. You can be like, I'm at. I'm also there, but we can't see each other because we just desync or something, and it's nuts. <laughs> that is, that's crazy. Yeah, and they they know it's an issue and just never fix it. They've patching it off and on, but it, like if anything, it got just gotten worse since they've been trying to, like been trying to patch it. So after a while, we just gave up and play, started playing like Borderlands Three because <laughs> that's a worse game, but at least it has a like, working online mode. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad when you say Borderlands Three is that much of a worse game. Same, same, same thing with Catherine, actually. Like, I mean... <laughs> oh, the the multiplayer, like, the where you move the boxes uh, around and stuff? Well, the, the online multiplayer, yeah, it's never worked in that game. Even yeah, that was supposed to be one of the big things about that game, too, was... Even, like, the Japanese copy was screwed up. Like, I saw posts from, like, you know, the, the Japanese, like, people were like, are they going to fix this? And I was like, nope, apparently not. Because they released the, the American copy with the same stupid issues, and it's never worked. And I even asked, like, a PR rep on Facebook or on Twitter about like when is this getting fixed, and he never got back to me. So 
That's not I, really encouraging at all. Yeah, there. I, I kind of, okay, you just abandon this then or just put it out to shut, like, two people up, but it, it's a worse release than the original, apparently. <laughs> well, moving on, we also have the surprise that I'm sure made Greg Miller super excited. In fact, I, I know it did because I watched his news, the, the kind of funny games news thing after, <laughs> from today. And he, they spent the first 10 minutes talking about this because he's been wanting this forever. Patapon 2 has officially gotten a release date, which is Friday, January 30th, uh, for PS4. And hey, Patapon 2 Remastered showing up on PS4 is a, I guess, big thing for him and many others that are lovers of the PSP. And hey, I, I played some of the first game. I, I really liked it. I don't, it's 15 bucks. Not, not too bad, I think. Um, so. I mean, it's appropriately priced. I don't know people pay yeah. like you know sixty dollars for it or anything. Yeah, I I may check this. I may get the second one at some point. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious also just still running that PS Vita emulator that Arapa runs off of, and I think or Lumines does also. Oh, I'm sure it does. Yeah, but hey, why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Ninja Theory announced Project Mara. Which is supposed to be basically like a another Hellblade type game, but they're going to go even further into the quote unquote mental terror that they're going to make sure that the mental horrors that you deal with in this game are going to be very like accurate. They're supposed to be like actual lived experience accounts and and everything else that you're going to go through in that game and the the it seems that they use the same person because the 40-second clip seems like basically like her, but she's, and she's almost wearing the similar Hellblade makeup as well in that trailer. So, so. here's a question. Do you think Ninja Theory is just going to be reduced as making these types of games forever now? Well, they're not, right? They're, they're making Bleeding Edge. Oh. So, I think they just enjoy making these kinds of games, personally. I just, I think that they seem to enjoy, I mean, they're making Hellblade 2, and they've really put a lot into Hellblade 1, and they're still doing uh, those Project Dreadnought uh, documentary series things that show how much they actually put into making Hellblade. So if it's any, Project Mars, anything like that, I'm totally on board. I loved all of the atmospheric and stuff that they did for that game. Um, they've really, I mean, look, there's parts of that that if you're really somebody going through that, I'm sure you can pick it apart and say that doesn't really happen or whatever. And I think this is what they're trying to, they're trying to like say, okay, we understand that we got some things right with Hellblade and we didn't get some things right with Hellblade. So now we're going to go even further deeper into what causes these things and make sure that when we make this game, it's even more accurate than, than we believed Hellblade was. So I don't know. I, are you gonna interested in this at all, or? Probably not. I mean, I'm just kind of those, those types of games. So, <laughs> okay, I just keep. I mean, if you want to keep making them, sure. But I still miss, like, you know, I miss their older stuff. I would say. <laughs> well, I mean, do you have, like have something in particular that you miss, or? Well, I mean, they just used to make like you know more adventure type style games. Yeah. Uh, well, like I mean, like make uh, you know, like Enslaved or Heavenly Sword. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I remember when Heavenly Sword came out, that we were making a huge deal about Heavenly Sword. 
Um, Enslaved is still one of the most, I think, beloved story games from that PS3 era. So, you know, I think part of it is, I wonder how much faith they really have in Bleeding Edge. Because I just look at that game and I say, I don't know if this is going to do well. You know? And I mean, you probably, probably could have said the same thing about, you know, the first uh, Hellblade. <laughs> that, that seemed to do pretty well. <laughs> I don't know, but, like, even you look at right? I mean, it's one of those online multiplayer, like, shooter... Isn't that like a Battle Royale thing? So uh, I thought it was more like it's going to be like more like for honor or something. Okay, similar, like, but like, it's like different, like different classes, and it's a lot more melee focused. And yeah, well, that's sort of a ninja theory as well. So I mean, if it all does well, I think they could certainly have like a smaller team work on some of their more adventure type games if they wanted. Yeah, but now with Guerrilla Games doing Horizon, I think it's perhaps difficult for them to go back now that they've kind of made a good niche for themselves with this kind of thing. Or now that so. Microsoft bought them. <laughs> I don't know that Microsoft's technically forcing them to do it. I think on some level you have to be enjoying it as well. Our Microsoft's budget allows them to do even more, so they're excited to keep doing more with that. Yeah. Well, uh, one more game it did not escape the delay train that uh, happened last week. Dying Light 2 already didn't really have a release date. It was just spring yeah. 2020. And then now it just doesn't have a release date at all, being delayed indefinitely. I mean, it, they showed a trailer for that game like a while ago, but it looked like super early even then. Yeah, so, E3 I mean, they had one too, I think. It's like, yeah, I don't think this game's come out for a long-ass time. <laughs> like, Yeah, they're saying that basically... Techland wants to bring Dying Light, to, Dying Light 2 to the standards that they're chasing, and that they, having this indefinite window allows them to be free of time constraints, so now they have... Are, does this make you worried about the game at all? Uh, not really. I mean, it made me think of, uh... Oh, what is... It made me think of their other game, Dead, uh, Dead Island. Yeah, Dead Island. Which had, I mean... At least Dying Light 2 has a trailer. Or, you know, has people are working on that game. <laughs> There's still rumors that Dead Island 2 is being worked on. Yeah, it's only been, you know, seven years since they showed that trailer. I mean, All right. whatever. <laughs> like, they showed that trailer in, like, 2014. I mean, that was six years ago. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, it is nuts, right? I mean, I think it's going to be approaching, like, you know, Duke Nukem territory soon. <laughs> I mean, is there people, like, really still excited for that game? It's like... Well, I mean, the problem is they kept changing developers, which is always, you know, a good mark of quality. Like, I mean, like, like with how bad those spinoffs and all the were. Yeah, that didn't they, help. They kind of, yeah. I feel like they killed people's enthusiasm for those games. Yeah. Yeah, it went from, like, Techland to, to Jaeger to now it's a company like called Deep Dam. Silver. Well, Deep Silver is just publishing it. Yeah. But now a company called Damn Buster Studios is making it, who have made... The last, the only thing that they made was Homefront: The Revolution, which was a real banger, as you can imagine. Yeah, so I remember the whole ordeal with that franchise. Yeah, that series. Yeah, wasn't that the thing that Crytek didn't pay their employees and one of them ripped that off, and yeah, didn't go well. Crytek is such like a super shady company that who even knows? (laughs) 
Well, speaking of shady stuff, Activision has done some shady stuff in the past, and now they're partnering with Google to put to, to have their online infrastructure put into some of their games. And also, now all of their esports are going to be on YouTube Gaming. So, Overwatch, Call of Duty, the Call of Duty League that just basically started this week. Uh, the Overwatch League, which is in Season 3, Hearthstone stuff. And I guess anything else Activision Blizzard is, is putting out in the esports realm will be only on YouTube Gaming. So... I guess you put can, one of the notch for them. Even now, continue not to care about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess this is a certain a little a small blow to I don't know how much really significant blow this is to Twitch, but I think this I, is a bigger deal than saying like take Ninja over to Mixer or whatever. I mean, so. I don't think it's a big deal at all because I think a lot of uh, Blizzard's games, especially over the past like few years, have gotten real long in the tooth, and people are just sick of them. Well, I mean, that's why they're making an Overwatch 2 right now, right? And a Diablo 4. I mean, yeah, but that's not new. It's not, it's not you know... And also, it's not Diablo 4 is going to have an eSports scene. <laughs> no, it's not. But, I mean, still, you and know people could... are going to go bonkers when Overwatch 2 comes out, and people are going to go bonkers when Diablo 4 comes out. I mean, you're going to play yeah. Diablo 4. But, I mean, people still, still play on Twitch. Like, it's not, you know, they might have built-in shit for Google or for YouTube, but you know, no one's going to care about that. No, I, definitely not. But, I don't know, I, I mean, think I, when you're taking whole leagues over to another competitor, that's a little bit different than saying, oh, we paid Ninja, what was it, like, 20 to 30 million to go over to Mixer? And it's just like... Well, I think about, like, there's been a lot of rumblings about Blizzard, uh, their esports divisions, like, you know, they canceled Heart, uh, Heart of the Swarm, and I know, like, Hearthstone is doing really bad right now, and I think... StarCraft 2 isn't doing great, and, right. you know, Overwatch is, as well is also not doing great. And, like, I think there's, like, some Activision vice president, like, overseeing the the esports scene over at, like, Blizzard, who's, like, ruining that division, like, ruining the company. <laughs> so I, I imagine this is his directive, if anything. Like, he doesn't yeah. understand esports at all. So <laughs> You gotta remember, like, also, like, Activision's not known for having these, like, new original games. They just pump out Call of Duty every year. I mean, they publish Sekiro, but that's because, yeah. like, From Software comes knocking at your door. They're not really gonna tell them well, no. Yeah, they didn't make uh, it. I mean, yeah, that's uh, the thing. Like, they don't make games anymore, really. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's because they have three studios working on just Call of Duty. So... Well, no, at least three. <laughs> Do they make any? I mean, and then Crash, right? But that was just remaking the well, old Crash and the old Spyro. Like, you know, the new Crash or Spyro game, but it's like, yeah, we'll see. I mean, those games only work now because of nostalgia. But, you know, if Crash didn't exist and they just made a Crash game, like, who cares? <laughs> right, but that's... It's true what you're saying. Like, they've now infected Blizzard to where Blizzard really did want to make... Yeah, a new game or take a genre and iterate on it like they have with all these other games that they've made very you know in the last ten years or so. Like, just they're not going to be allowed to because oh, no. they, they totally aren't. Yeah, act. This is what Activision knows. Okay, well, Overwatch is doing great, but it's starting to slip. So, guess what? You need to make an Overwatch too. Well, people have waited. Diablo three's been out for two thousand since two thousand twelve. Well, it's been long enough. You got to. You got to put Diablo Four out there, right? So, or you got to put Diablo Four at least let people be excited about it because it's still not coming until probably two or three years from now. So, like, hey man, we got Diablo Diablo Immortals. What more do you want? 
<laughs> and I wonder how much of the StarCraft, like the what was the Warcraft three reforged and all that? How much is that Activision? How much is that really Blizzard? You know, uh, I imagine it's very much Activision, but that is but the only game you can do that with. That like you can't do with Warcraft one or two without like right now. Warcraft those three are, is still, like three D game. Like if you try to do with Warcraft two, I mean it's basically making the game from the ground up. <laughs> But they don't have, you know, Blizzard has never had a huge game library to, you know, to draw from. So, I mean, now they, I mean, they they have more games out now than they ever really have. But they're just so, you know, WoW is 15 years old or maybe 16. You know, Overwatch is four. Diablo three, like you said, like seven or eight. You know, Hearthstone's about five, maybe four or five. Yeah, maybe actually all, farther than that, like six, maybe. Yeah, it's like all their games are just you know just getting up there, and it's like, well, yeah, they're not pumping anything out new, and even, like, you know, we were talking about it earlier, but, like, wow, it's, like, such, on a, such a deep end, you know, especially this... Yeah, they had to bring back, I mean, obviously, that was a community-driven thing, but, like, they brought they brought in WoW Classic, yeah. because they wanted to see if they could retain any numbers, or... I, I think they did well for them, but that's also, that's also not the business they want, because they, there's no, like, you know... Like or uh, cosmetic store and WoW Classic, or there's no like you know <laughs> item you can't just buy items in that in that version of the game and just level yourself up instantly. <laughs> no, you can't. So I mean, I think that's that's the thing. And I also the getting so many expanses in WoW now is also probably Activision related. Well, yeah, I mean, so. also like they're completely resetting WoW to like like current WoW is going to be like, oh, we're going to go from one to sixty again, but now it's you know. We have like six different expansions of content, and it's like we well, can just go anywhere now. It's like that. That's not really sol. I mean, it's solving one problem but creating another. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be yeah. fair, like to keep that game going for as long as they have, it's absolutely well, I mean, incredible. Like, other, I mean, EverQuest One is still kicking around. <laughs> I don't know how that's happening. <laughs> Well, I think, I mean, they, you know, WoW has, like, seven expansions. I think EverQuest 1 has, like, 20. <laughs> yeah, that helps. But, I mean, how many people really know that EverQuest 1 is still out there and kicking? You know what I'm saying? Like, at least WoW is still promoted I mean, still, and... It's still yeah. the, I mean, it may not be the biggest MMO you know, anymore, but it's still the most, you know, revered or, you know, the most, you know, historically <laughs> relevant or whatever. <laughs> right. The one you're going to draw from. I mean, you're not so. going to get, like, a ton of new WoW players. Um. But people still have like a fondness for that. Like I think that WoW Classic did bore out for a little while, at least. Yeah, certainly it helped. Um, you know, people were putting it on. I saw people putting it in some of their best of the decade lists or whatever because it it like hit that yeah, itch it for that them that spot, bad. But it's like yeah, but that sweet spot wouldn't exist. Only exist because you're you know 35 and you played that game when you were 20 in college, like I did. <laughs> right, exactly. Or even young. I mean, I I had friends that did not go to college because they got so sucked into WoW. So, I mean, I don't know if they eventually did, you know, later had, on. But yeah. I had two I had two friends who dropped out of college due to WoW. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, insane. One just didn't go to class. He just stopped going to class. And, you know, he just kind of left. And the other, like, he took his computer home for winter to, like, go raiding, you know, during the winter break, and he never came back. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's... That's crazy. When you get in it, and that's all you want to do. Then there you go. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see exactly what 
all this Google stuff will do for Activision, and I don't know that this is going to do... I mean, obviously, this is going to help YouTube, right? But I don't know that this is going to bring more eyes. Have you ever watched anything on YouTube? My daughter watches stuff on YouTube all the time. Well, I don't mean I, I don't mean YouTube in general. I mean like YouTube streaming. <laughs> like, no. Uh, yeah. No, that's because like I'm just not used to it. like I'm just used to okay somebody tells me something's streaming I just know it's t- on Twitch probably and I just go over there. Yeah, I mean t- Twitch and, is number one, and I will occasionally watch Mixer if the if Microsoft goes hey like hey we'll give you some free if you watch this on Mixer. It's like all right, I guess <laughs> and I'll, you know I'll just watch it and just mute it and. Let it, let it run in the background for a while. <laughs> yeah, like the only time I would go to like a YouTube stream is if I think Kind of Funny still streams their stuff through there, so or some it, of their stuff through there. So that's about it. Like, you know, you know, it could be a great a great marriage between Google and Blizzard is if they put all of Blizzard's games on Stadia. Oh, God. remember Stadia? Yeah, yeah, that probably feels like more of a losing yeah effort at that point for Activision. <laughs> Blizzard. So, speaking of old games again, because we're getting more of them, KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic, may be one of the Star Wars games, the remake, uh, I should have said that, uh, might be one of the Star Wars games being worked on at EA, and this is uh, by way of Cinelinks that says that uh, claiming two independent sources that EA is currently working on reviving this game, and it's not a remaster. It would be a remake because it would be a way for Dis- for them to make it part of the Disney canon, basically. Yeah. So they would have to change some of the story and not all of that. Of, not much of the story, though. I mean, that story still plays because it's not like... You know, it's not taking place in this 40 years of Star Wars that everyone... Well, but remember, Disney came out and said... It wasn't canon, so how much are they going to have to change, or what is Disney going to say is canon, is not canon? I mean, I'm sure they'll have their, you know, thousand pages of notes or whatever, but considering, yeah. you know, how Rise of Skywalker, you know, did, and, you know, Solo and Rogue One, it's like, I, being part of Star Wars canon isn't really special anymore. <laughs> That's very true, even though Mandalorian is I, Yeah, the Mandalorian works, helping. so it's barely connected to Star Wars, like, I think that's why it works. So, I mean, also, it's good that, the, I mean, they can't just do, like, a remaster of KOTOR. Like, they would have to remake it because that's game, so that game is 20 years old, 19 years old. Like, yeah, definitely. Can, I mean, it's still, I mean, there's people playing it on their phones right now. Yeah, they, can't just add a, they just can't add a filter that says good graphics and push it up the door. Like, <laughs> Right, definitely. Like, I, I mean, honestly, I would, I mean, it's messy, but I might actually use the Frostbite engine. Um... Because, I mean, they got clearly working for, like, Dragon Age. So, I wouldn't imagine it wouldn't be that hard, necessarily. But I mean, there's also a thought that they might just be combining Culture 1 and 2 and then adding some stuff onto it and making it one game as well. Well, the problem with that is those are pretty pretty disparate games. Like, I mean, there are some connections there. But, I mean, like, Culture 1 and 2 story is completely different. So, it'd be like, yo, I'm going to, you know, make Kingdom Hearts, you know, 1 and that stupid card game, you know, the same game, and hope for the best. It's like, nah, you could try that again. That's but. not the greatest comparison, because there is story connection. There is a direct tie-in to those two games. <laughs> You're basically reliving the memories of the first game. <laughs> so, um, well, I, mean, I mean, I mean, pick two different, like, two games, though, that I mean, that... So the stories don't continue at all? 
Well, I mean, I think that certain characters show up, but I mean, it's not like you're playing as like no one in the first. I think only like one or two people from the first game show up in like the second one for sure. Oh, really? Okay. It's, 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 it takes place like ten or fifteen years after after the first game, so I think the droids show up and you're on the same ship, but that's about it. And maybe like one or two other characters, but yeah, it's like a you know it takes place years later. So you know, Mass Effect one and two being the same game. It's like maybe, but I mean. Also, think about how long the game is going to be. Then, <laughs> yeah, I mean, people do like their long games, though. It is people, way like their, can... people like their short games too. Like if someone dro- you know dropped in this thing and said, "Hey, it's an 80-hour Star Wars game," but like, I'm good. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people that would eat that up too, because then they could just pay their sixty dollars and they get huge ass Star Wars game. Uh, also, in this whole rumor mill is which has been talked about. After the first one did so well as a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order and something that might be Switch exclusive or something as well. And that doesn't seem too far out of the realm considering, you know, how much you put your game on Switch and it sells well. But yeah, I mean, it's. I could see them certainly doing the remake. I could see them saying, well. well I mean, they are so lost with that license that that's about the only game that they can do at the moment. <laughs> That's true, and could help Bioware as well. Uh, even though I don't know how much Bioware would really be involved in that, they'd probably just get like another port studio to do it or something. I think that. I, well, I also think undertaking that game would be ma- like pretty massive, actually, because that is like, like that's a long game. So yeah, did you ever play Kotor oh, One? I played some of it, and I didn't like the fact that the battle system. So I didn't. Oh, it was automatic or you yeah, back. yeah. Uh, it it like. I like the story thing, but it was during that time as well where, like, it's the same reason why I did stop playing Final Fantasy twelve. Yeah. I didn't understand all that then. Right. So, I, 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 if I had time, I'd love to go back to it now because I probably wouldn't understand it. I'd like to just enjoy the story. But I mean, the, the, the uh, gameplay in KOTOR is a lot sim- more simple than Final Fantasy twelve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, also uh, involved in here is... Nintendo, probably way too late for this to have been a thing, because this should have come out when Super Mario Maker 2 was coming out. But there's a patent going around of Nintendo would want to put a touch pen on the Joy-Cons that goes where you put the those L and R buttons. Yeah, it looks like, it looks like the, I think it's in the right Joy-Con, and it makes it look like a little bigger, like a little thicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's not like people are just going ape trying to make stuff for the Switch's touchscreen. So, unless Nintendo was thinking about making a drawing game or a, like a Mario Paint two or something like that. Well, yeah, that's the uh, thing. Like, I don't think any, I mean, except for Mario Maker, does any like Switch game actually use the style or the touchscreen well? I remember there being this. Music game that came out to at the launch for Switch that was you had to use the touchscreen. Okay, and that's that's about it. Like I don't yeah. remember a lot of games just going. Oh, I need to use the touchscreen. Yeah, I mean, some of them have it in there, right, where you can use it. But or yeah, I mean, it's usually like or you press it and then you know the map pops up or something. That's about it. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, unless again, like unless this is involving the Switch Pro. And they're going to introduce games that would use it as another gimmick for the Switch Pro, then cool. But 
I don't know. I still feel like this is something you should have come out with when Mario Maker 2 was coming. Yeah. Instead of telling I mean, people to go buy a stylus. Or... I think it would have helped. I mean, it might have helped a little, but I think the Switch touchscreen also bad. So I don't think it would have helped necessarily like that much. <laughs> yeah, it is an interesting thing that we'll have to definitely see if it actually happens because, you know, companies make patents all the time and we don't know, we don't always see what happens with those patents. Yeah. No. Oh, one one quick thing about with the end. If you went to this. You went Chicago. You can buy a bunch of bootleg ass games. Really? It's, it's really nuts. We went to two different game stores down there. We found three bootleg Super Nintendo games there. <laughs> nice. One oh, store. One store had a had Zelda. They're all Super Nintendo games. Okay. One store had Zelda Parallel Worlds, which is like a ROM hack of Legend of Zelda. Huh. Uh and the other store had a bootleg of Mario World, and then I got Jens grabbed this one for me. It was called Super Metroid Redesign, and it's like a ROM hack of Metroid, and it's like way harder and more, more like way more screwed from the first game or the original. Nice. <laughs> like you, Samus dropped like a rock in this one, so like platforming is like way more like challenging. <laughs> Ouch. Well, hey, well, if you want your harder Metroid, are you are you like enjoying it then? At least or? yeah, I played a little of it. It's good. Yeah. Like, it's very different from, the first, from like, Super Metroid that I know, so... <laughs> Some news that may or may not lead to there being another Splinter Cell game happening, as the Splinter Cell creative director has returned to Ubisoft, the man who was in charge for Splinter Cell Conviction and Blacklist, which Blacklist might be the best Splinter Cell game, yeah. is, is back at Ubisoft... And he went to go become the creative director at Epic Games, and then he uh, left during that time and came back. And so, you know, we've seen how many hints that there being a Splinter Cell game, and then we don't see it happening. And then there's they have also other games that, I mean, there's that, we Beyond Good and Evil is still out there, and we haven't seen a whole lot. I mean, we've seen, like, trailers, but that's that's pretty much it. You know, Wild is there, and... We haven't heard crap about that. So, like, Ubisoft has a lot of games that are just in their ecosystem, which they're supposedly trying to improve at the moment, and then we don't see them come out, so... Yeah. I mean, that's the problem, is, you know... I mean, I would love to Splinter Cell, especially if it's in more like the Blacklist direction, but I imagine if they make another one, it's going to be very stealth-focused, which would turn me off, because I didn't like those early Splinter Cell games at all. <laughs> but, yeah, like... Ubisoft is like, you know, they've shown games off for years and they just never come out. Like, yeah, I forgot about Wild, but like that was shown like three years ago mm -hmm. and they talked nothing about it. And I think even like, yeah, Beyond Good and Evil, like I see occasionally tweets from, uh, whatever that guy's name is, the actor, uh, Joe something. I know, I know who you're uh, talking Joseph about. Gordon Levitt. Uh, yeah. Like tweeting about like, oh, I want voice actors for this game. That's, that's it. <laughs> it's like, uh, all right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's just one of those like, are you going to put some other franchises like Far Cry and Ghost Recon on hold to make Splinter Cell happen again? You know, and I there didn't then they just announced like DLC for Breakpoint again. Uh, they keep like certain games like you know Siege, Ring of Succeed. I, I didn't care about it, but it had a decent enough platform to like launch off of. Or even like For Honor, like again, not my bag, but seemed okay. But I think Breakpoint's a lost cause. Their usual method of trying, you know, fixing the game or adding more crap to it. 
It's not going to work with this one. Because I think it's just too... It's too poisoned. Yeah, and they've already delayed, you know, Watch Dogs Legion, into this year, Gods and Monsters, Rainbow Six Quarantine. So, like, where are you going to fit this in? <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's the thing. You're going to have to say, okay, some of these series are taking a break in order for us to do Splinter Cell. And w- it would be a tremendous, like, E3 2020 announcement if they pull it off, if they do it, and say, okay, we brought him back to do Splinter Cell again. Yeah, and I just need Jade Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if Stadia keeps going the way it's going, could happen. <laughs> or Splinter Cell be a Stadia exclusive. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think he'd be stopped to do it, but, you know, it'll show up on Stadia at least, because, you know, they like supporting new things. Yeah. And finally, talking about news, this was old from, like, last week. I just forgot to mention it. I Well, they did clarify when it was actually coming to the, to the U.S. So, the Super Nintendo World, which got, like, this weird trailer. I would say that was a bad trailer. Yeah, that just kind of showed random things that are going to be in the park. And, yeah, it's coming to Japan this year, and then it will finally hit Universal Studios Orlando in 2023, and when it does, I will find a way to make a trip down there to see it, because that's going to be cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a Nintendo theme park seems pretty obvious, but I think that trailer was incredibly terrible, because it's a bunch of ARG shit, or, you know, AR, you know, crap. Mm -hmm. That's like this. I want to see, like, the Mario roller coaster, or, like, you know... Bowser's Haunted Castle, or something like that. Not, like, people jumping up in the, you know, in the air and hitting up, hitting faux power blocks and stuff like that. It's like, what? <laughs> well, they have to do it that way right now because you gotta see it out there, and they don't want to show anything in the... They don't want to show too much in the true park, you know? So... Well, I mean, the true park isn't built yet. <laughs> yeah, so they... they that's what, how... It's, it's a virtual representation at, the, at this point, and you gotta hope that you do get a cool Mario thing. And I mean, they have said that they'll do more than just Mario later, but right now, that's where they're going with this. So. Well, I mean, the eventual goal will be Pokemon. <laughs> oh, for sure. But it's just start genetically engineering animals to be Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> the, I can buy a Squirtle at this place. But can, it's gonna be like Jurassic Park. <laughs> do it. Squirtle. In the park. Well, they'll just have a park where you. Watch them all there, and maybe you'll like it to do some kind of virtual catching thing. Did too. you ever? This well, this is related. Did you ever? Did you ever read Jurassic Park the book? No, I didn't. Okay, it's it's pretty different from the movie, actually. I mean, same kind of basic concept, but it's you know just different. But one of the one of the fears that the, one of the guys has in the in the book is like, oh, Hammond created dinosaurs, and he can sell like pet sized dinosaurs to people, and then he can also you know sell them the food and you know stuff like that. I can see Nintendo trying to do that at some point with Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. Well, it's time to go ahead and get into our main topic. And this is kind of just going in and also letting us discuss all these next-gen rumors that have been going around for at least, I want to say, the past two weeks of just so many freaking, oh, this game is coming, oh, this game is coming. Oh, it could be this game. Or in the case of some of the studios, like that Sony bought some of these studios and everything else. So we're just getting to put all of that uh, in here as well. So this isn't the first time we talked about it, but with information that Capcom has released in the past week saying that 
there will be no more Resident Evil remakes for at least a few years, but they have been on record saying that they will, you know, release a remake every year. It doesn't necessarily have to be a Resident Evil one. So, with them doing the Dino Crisis, doing the Dino Crisis, uh, you know, redoing the trademark, they... This is kind of leading everybody to believe that, okay, that Dino Crisis remake is really happening because they can kind of do it in the same style of the RE engine and everything else. So, you think we'll see it? I, I kind of hope not, because I think even like the Resident Evil 2 and 3, you know, when that remake hits, like the, the reason those games still work is because you still need to like plant yourself, like you have to aim, you have to hold L2 to aim, or LT, sorry, and, you know, press R2 or R2 R2 or, you know, right trigger to shoot. And the reason that works is because most enemies in Resident Evil are slow. Like, dinosaurs aren't slow. <laughs> this will become a problem. <laughs> yeah, no, certainly. Uh, There's going to be a big problem there with uh, with that. And I, you know, I think it would allow them to make a... They have to change it up a, a bit, but, I mean, you kind of see it some with Mr. X and I'm assuming Nemesis, where they're a bit faster... So now they'd have to really be able to turn that around with these dinosaurs being su- some of these dinosaurs being super fast, like the Velociraptor yeah. and all that. So how like, how do I they think, you know? I mean, you might be able to do a, a, just a Dino Crisis game, but I don't think a remake necessarily would work well. But also, I don't. There's a t- I mean, people have a ton of nostalgia for like the property, but even like those games were never good or like never like as high as like a Resident Evil was. Let's say that. <laughs> Yeah, but couldn't you also say it's because, like, maybe the PS1 wasn't really powerful enough to take advantage of... I mean, they, I mean, they made that Dino Crisis 3 on Xbox, but yeah. they had a bunch of dumb shit to it, like jetpacks. <laughs> it's like a space station. I think it'd be interesting to see, if, you know, if they did it maybe third person or something like that, and they, they changed it a bit, and just... I They could certainly take liberties with it, because they're doing it with 3. Where they take liberties with some of the story, and then it's not a total straight up, you know, remaster of the game. So yeah, I, I can see him do it. I d- definitely think you can. I wouldn't say this is going to come in the PS5's launch window or anything like that. I well, I mean, think, the next, the next yeah. obvious game they'll make is Resident Evil Code Veronica. Well, they said no Resident Evil remakes for a while. Yeah, but I mean, that'll so, be the next one they do, and but that's it because if they, I don't think Resident Evil Four. That I think that still plays too well, or it's not. I mean, it's Resident Evil Two. The remake is basically based on that game, so maybe they can right. redo the graphics, but it's not going to play any different necessarily. Yeah, I, th- I mean, maybe a couple of years further down the line when they start discussing the Resident Evil remakes again, I think you will see a lot of people clamoring. That's the thing I see a lot is people like, okay, we got two and three. Where's the Resident Evil Four remake? You know, that's the one I want remade. You know. So that I, I think that game is too is still it's too relevant because they ported it like a fucking STD like it was on every system. Yeah, it's on the Switch now. Yeah. It's in the PS4. Like, right. So that would be weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those the reason why they they can't really port two and three because those games are so old. Yeah, but I mean they tried, but <laughs> like I think just. They could port 4 and 5 and 6 and the remake of 1 and 0 because those are a lot more recent. Yeah. Um, yeah, 
I do think we'll eventually see the remake of four because there's so many people clamoring for it, but I think it'll be a I while. Mean, I think it'll come, but I think it's still like like they say a few years down the line. Like I think like yeah. Code Veronica, it still used the same basic, you know, camera angles, fixed to ca- fixed camera angles, and like the same. Yeah, plus you have the the Claire tie-in too, which helps a lot with yeah. two. So you have that. I think. Then we get into some of these other things where uh, there's reports saying that Sony may have acquired Kojima Productions. I actually thought they owned it already. <laughs> no, that they weren't. They just had a deal with Sony. Okay. Uh, and and obviously, because they're coming to PC, that they didn't care too much about it being totally exclusive. Well, I, I didn't like uh, Sony front them the money or like basically give them the seed money to start the company. <laughs> Yeah, they they gave them some money, and they certainly put in money for to make Death Stranding. Yeah, um, but which is why it was a Sony exclusive until Five Hundred Five decided to. Now they're the one publishing the the PC game, but I, I think there's a big rumor going around that that's going to be announced by Sony whenever they do the big event for the PS Five. And that along with that, Kojima's gonna, his next game is gonna be a horror game. Because obviously we know the history of he wanted to make Silent, the Silent Hill remake, or the Silent Hill reboot, and Konami said no. And so this would be his chance to be able to do it. Along with that, there's rumors flying around that Sony might have bought Housemark, who they have a long history with. Obviously, you know, they make Resogun, which was a launch game for the PS4. And the fact that they put their big game Stormdivers on hold along with every other project they were making to make this huge game with a partner that they've had a lot of history with. So they don't want to reveal what that game is, but it just, eh, be, it kind of seems like that rumor seems more true than false, you know? I don't know. What, what do you think? It'll be, it'll make a jumping flash three. <laughs> but like, you think this is a, this is big for Sony to, be able to pull in Kojima, and now you're making your own horror. Well, I game mean, he's always he's always had a uh, a relationship with Sony. I mean, none of, I don't think. I mean, they've like Metal Gear Two was on Xbox, and Metal Gear like like remakes. Metal Gear Solid One is on GameCube. But I think that's been about it. Like most right. of his games have been on Sony platforms. So, I mean, sure. Like I think I, like I said, I thought they already actually owned the, the company. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess you can also make a horror game, but. I don't trust him. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that the Housemark game, or whatever that's going to be, we'll see that uh, soonish. Obviously, Kojima, we know how long he takes with his games, so that may not be for a year or two. Yeah. Um, but I think along with that, and we've heard that Bluepoint Studios is doing a remake of something for a while, and there's also rumors that Sony may have bought Bluepoint, and that's there's a lot of people, I think, wishing and hoping that it's Demon Souls that they're remaking. I don't know if that's the game necessarily or not, but I mean I that is, uh, yeah. I was Tokyo Jungle. <laughs> <laughs> or, That'd be uh, awesome. You remember Trash Panic? I remember hitting that name. I don't remember what even that game is about, honestly. Yeah, it, was like, it was like a weird. It was almost like Tetris, kind of. But you had like a big dumpster, and you had like smash objects into the into the dumpster. Uh to, you know, make it all fit, and then occasionally, like, you would, like, set fire to it, and it was cool. I wanted to bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I would be happy, I mean, also, it would never happen, 
but I really would like a Metal Gear Solid 4, uh, you know, port. Mm, I could see Konami doing, like, some kind of collection if they want to make money. Well, I mean, I would think Konami might, but I don't think, well, like, Kojima is, like, really tied into that game. Like, I think he even appears in it, so that might be a little weird. Yeah, well, we'll but also see. That game, that game has never been outside of PS3, so right. I want it to be. <laughs> I don't have to drag well, out my PS3 to play that one game. Well, if the PS5 is backwards compatible with all those games, then I guess you could play it on your PS5. Yeah, hopefully. That'll be the so, one game that isn't. That and PT. <laughs> Demon's Souls, I think, would be really good for the people that love those games. It's the one Souls game that's not on available on a system that's much more current. So, and it's the game I think a lot of people still go back to and love out of those Souls games. Like, it's, you know, the well, hardest it's one. and Yeah, you do their uh, first one also. Right, it's their first one. And so, I, I think, uh, I, I, it's, it's funny because I, this is one game that I played a lot in the E3 20, 2009 that I went to. And the lady was like giving me a hard time for dying. And then to come out and like, hear the stories of how Demon Souls is infuriatingly hard, and I'm like, yeah. I, I would, if, you, if, you, if someone did that to me, I would have handed her the controller and been like, you play it then. I'll watch you, <laughs> I'll watch you fumble around with it. <laughs> it's like, you are basically trained to show me how to play this game, so yes, your whole job is to be good at that game. So, you then complaining to me that this is the start of one of those, a series that it becomes renowned for being difficult, and having to have somebody constantly make me feel bad for it is, it was funny back then, uh, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, cool for Blue Point if that's what they're doing. Um, you know, I know uh, Jens would be super excited if that's that is what happens. But yeah, I am mostly indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of horror games, Konami is also working with other developers supposedly on two Silent Hill games. Uh, one is a reboot of the franchise, and another one is an Until Dawn style uh, Silent Hills game or Silent Hill game. So we have seen them kind of take different avenues with Silent Hill sometimes. So that doesn't surprise me. Uh, That'd be a yeah. nice pachinko theme game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like Silent Hill. I think it's really like a. I just like its weirdness and everything else. So I'm totally down with it. It's just. I'm weary of anything Konami does at this point that's not just bringing back old games. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, like, the same thing with, like, Activision. It's like, what, what is Konami making? Like, they, you know, they make whatever soccer game. That's that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, like, somebody finally told them, like, okay, we're doing good with these pachinkos and the mobile space is fine or whatever. I think we need to, like, get our name back out there in the gaming space. So, and, they, like, and we have these comfort. franchises. Yeah, they, like, licensed Contra to, like, really bad developers. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Rogots was awful. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, you know what? If they can make it work, then go for it. These are games that, if they even get made, I think we see them way down the line or something. It's not... I mean, yeah, they have to be, like, you know, PS5 or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's PS5, but I think we're not seeing it for, like, the first couple of years or something. Yeah. Probably. Uh, one that's surprising, because I don't think I've seen a lot of people clamor for an Order 1886 sequel. No one but, should be. <laughs> but there are rumors flying around that people saw gameplay of a game being made by Ready at Dawn that also includes a wolf with yellow eyes and all this other stuff, and that 
But the thing is, this wouldn't be a PS5 exclusive. It'd be on Xbox Series X as well. And it could be an Order 1886-2 or maybe something in the same universe or something like years after or whatever, you know? You know, I'll I'll say this. I didn't. I think the thing is that Order 1886 was a narrative game that I think people thought... Or it has gameplay, right? It has gameplay, but it's like... I think people thought it was going to be something that it wound up not being. And they were more disappointed in what they got than, you know... No, you can't. So. That's a game you just can't defend. It's, I think I paid five bucks for it, and then I felt screwed. Like, it's so short. Like, you know, even if it's a narrative game, it's like, it still doesn't work. Because the, the, the story's bad. So, right. from, that, from that angle, it's broken. From, like, the gameplay angle, it's completely broken. Because it's the most, like, standard-ass thing you could imagine. Except, like, one gun used twice in the game, and that's it. Like, there are, like, you oh. can't just use a thermite gun forever. It's just, oh, I'm in one section, and it's, it's, this is where I have to use it. And then, after the second section, you just drop it. Like, the Hammer of Dawn and Gears of War. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of this stuff, like, obviously, I think you need to take it with a grain of salt. Like, that, for whoever's seen that, might necessarily just think it's that, and it has nothing to do with that at all. So, uh, one that I wouldn't be surprised is Sly Cooper 5 apparently got revealed due to some retail listings, but it's, like, retail listings from stores that are not huge, I, so... I, I mean, are they still making those games? <laughs> I mean, Sucker Punch is doing Ghost of Tsushima right now, so... yeah. I mean, well, I mean, like, I could, like, I could see them going game. back to that if after they make Tsushima, if they wanted to. I don't see them doing yeah. that, like not at all. I think they're just kind of done. With, like, I mean, if if anything, they make another infamous game. Yeah, it it's probably at the point just like uh, Naughty Dog was with Crash and Jack and Daxter. Like, I think people say that they want. Well, I mean, Crash is obviously owned by Activision now. That's a different thing, but. I think people say that they would want to see another Jack and Daxter game, but I don't think Naughty Dog would want to really do that. Right. So, well, I'd, Sucker I mean, Punch. I think like, I'd, be, I'd be more happy with it, you know, one of those, another one of those games. Yeah, I think Sucker Punch is like so far beyond Sly Cooper at this point that unless they just Sucker Punch being a Sony studio, they just said, okay, we're just going to have another studio make Sly Cooper Five. Yeah, I can see yeah. doing that, like just farming it out or whatever, or you know. Taking you know, going to or having studios go like you know pitch us a Sly Cooper game, but I'm looking it up. Yeah, the last the last Sly Cooper game was a PS3 game in like 2013, yep. seven years ago. <laughs> like, I'd be it's time for it if they wanted to make it. Uh, and I think with Crash kind of bringing back the that and like ukulele and you know people are still clamoring for a banjo game and all that like bringing back those mascots. I think it could happen. Yeah, bring back yeah. uh Jack and Daxter. Yeah. Bring back Blinks, Microsoft. Yeah. That, that. Oh, well. <laughs> uh so then we're getting into some of these make sense and then some of these are kinda like, okay, now we're just throwing everything at the wall and see what sticks. Uh so at one point or another, all of these games were have been talked about as oh well this could have this could be coming out at the launch of the PS5. A SOCOM remake. I can see that. Really? Like, you can see people really wanting to go back and play SOCOM now? Well, I like, can see it. I can see them try to make it like a Battle Royale game. Okay. With their own version of PUBG. Yeah, because I don't know that, like, there's so many of these games now. It's like trying to react Medal of Honor. 
Like, do we really need another one? You know? Well, Medal of Honor, it was, I mean, it was super popular on the PS1, but that was about right. it. Like, but SOCOM was popular on the PS2. Yeah, but people yeah. have slightly more fondness for SOCOM, I think. Uh, also, <laughs> Horizon... Like, go ahead, go ahead. Go on. I was going to say, uh, at least a little more relevant than, you know, fucking Medal of Honor. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, obviously... Also, well, also, Medal of Honor, I mean, it was supposed to, it was a World War II game, and then they forced it into being, like, a modern game, and that's what killed it. It's like, what? <laughs> that's the only thing I could see with SOCOM, like you said, is a Battle Royale. Like, just bring it back to be a Battle Royale or something, because it's a different kind of space, or... Or, but, you know, man, they do. Forget SOCOM, bring back MAG. Mm. <laughs> Wasn't that the... They were, like, boasting it's supposed to have, like, 100 players? Or, well, it did. players, because, like, 64 players for 64. Yeah, it was only, insane. Only now they can make Mag 2, and it'll be 1,000 players, 500 versus 500. <laughs> Not needed. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, but now it'll have multiplayer. That one, you pretty much know that uh, that's happening. Don't want don't want the multiplayer, but if you have to play another one of those games. <laughs> yeah, certainly. I, I, do you think it could be a launch game, honestly? A what? You think it could I, be a I launch think, game? I think so, because, like, the studio, like, you would have expected them to uh, have announced a, a sequel by now, and, you know, it's been three years since that game, so I guess they're holding it back for something. Like, you know, I imagine, like, the first PS5 trailer, you know, they have, it'll probably, it'll probably be in there. Yeah. Uh, but I guess like, I, I don't want multiplayer, because, no. <laughs> I no, definitely God, don't I want that, but I can see why they'd be doing it, though. Yeah. Uh, also... Uh, just rattle off the rest of these because a lot of these don't have anything. I mean, it will be the show twenty one. That's happening. Yeah. We know it's happening. I don't think it'll be a a launch game because I mean, because yeah, that it will be twenty is still it'll still be the year for that. Um, God of War two, Spider Man two, a new kill zone, which that's also from the same developers, Horizon Zero Dawn two. So they couldn't possibly, I don't think, make both games at, at once. Uh, Gran Turismo seven. And PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale Two. Nope, I'm the last two. <laughs> I, I, I can think, see a uh, Gran Turismo Seven. I think they could make it, but those games take forever to fucking make. <laughs> yeah, not to mention all the licensing they have to do with the cars and everything else. And I, I think Gran Turismo. I, I mean, on the PS One, it was great. In the PS Two versions, I didn't, I, I didn't play them, but I know they're very well regarded. But everything after that, like, it's just been a dismal nightmare. <laughs> yeah, like, they just all of a sudden went into, like, a tailspin trying to chase Forza. Yeah, and, and I mean, it was a Grand Turismo game on PS4, or Grand Turismo Sport, but, like, no one cares about it. <laughs> yeah, I think well, no I've one... heard the people that actually like it, like, it's not a bad game or anything, it just got, just nobody cared. What about, what, what, have, what about Drive Club 2, man? Come on. No. <laughs> That was supposed to be the new wave of racing game and ever that. That was supposed to be the, what was the, the big game? thing. You mentioned, uh, oh yeah, uh, PlayStation All-Stars 2? No. <laughs> Not in your damn mind. I mean, that's the thing, like, what have they grown into their own mascots now that would, you're really going to, so you're going to have a bunch of third party You'll have. Stuff. You'll have the kid from God of War as well. <laughs> That's about it. Oh, and then you get to add Aloy, I yeah. guess. And you could add Spider-Man, maybe? I don't know how that would work, because Marvel's, you know... Well, I'm, uh, I'm sure they... I mean, if they care, they make some provision. But, like, hey, we're letting you make another, another Marvel movie, so... Or Marvel, you know, so... We uh, I think Spider-Man Sony owns the... Yeah. I could see Spider-Man 2, like, the game being made, for sure. 
Well, yeah, for sure. You know that's happening. God of War 2 is kind of a question mark. Did you finish that game or no? I didn't get to finish it now. Okay, yeah, it ends on a, a weird note. Like, it's not, like, like a finality or anything, but I can see the character, like, the kid being older, perhaps, like a teenager, which might be interesting. Or, like, there, you, might, you might have more sections where you play as him. And, right. I mean, did you ever care about Killzone also? I liked the first one. Okay. And I after never, that, I didn't play them at all. I never played. So. I think I played. Oh, I played Resistance a little, but that was it. I didn't play any Killzone, so I have no connection to that series at all. I mean, I know that there's fans of it. I don't think that there would be this huge clamoring. Well, I think that last they, one really didn't do well. I mean, it's a reason why, like, uh, Gorilla started making Horizon because they wanted out of that. Yeah, constantly just making Killzone and. I don't blame them. <laughs> and all that stuff, so I don't think that they want to go back to that necessarily, so unless, again, unless it's Sony owns the IP and they're farming it out to a different studio or something like that, very similar to the Sly Cooper thing. They'll give it to EA Dice to make. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if Vince Semperell is over there, it could be actually a really good game, you know? But, I mean, I see some of these games, like, maybe not like launch games, but I can see some of them, you know, being exclusive to PS to PS five for sure. Yeah. Like Spider Man two. Like I wholeheartedly see that as a PS five exclusive game or a kind of war two. Is there game. anything in that Sony ecosystem that you go, Man, I really wish we could have another one of these or a remake of this or something like that. Be like of the old games or current games or Yeah, old yeah. Doesn't matter whichever Uh hmm. Not really. Like, I mean, the stuff I would like, you know, this never happened. Like, you know, I would love a new Tomba game. That's never going to happen. Or, you know, Tokyo Jungle. I mean, I would love it. You know, like, Patrick Klepek would love it also. And so the ends, but they're not going to make that. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I mean, I, I would like a new uh, Infamous, for sure. And a new Ratchet and Clank, actually, as well. Yeah, I think Ratchet and Clank would be a lot more awesome. I was, I was then, really shocked how much like that first one. But, you know, the remake they did, so do more of those. Right. Don't pump them out as much as you did the first series, you know, the original franchise, because that's what killed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did, they pumped them out, like, really, like, almost like year after year. And it's like, this is too many of these. Like, <laughs> slow your roll a little. Yeah, so, something that they learned eventually of just, well, you know. Activision hasn't learned that role, or, or learned that lesson, neither has EA. <laughs> I mean, is there uh, anything you'd like to Anything you'd like to see, you know, redone or brought back? I mean, it would be amazing if we could get another Wild Arms or something, <laughs> but that probably would never happen. Um, uh, I th- like Wipeout would be cool if they ever decided. Yeah, to make but I think one. Liverpool is gone, or something happened to that studio. I mean, they made that Wipeout Omega Collection on PS4, which is decent, but right. I mean, it's also. <laughs> Yeah, PS, uh, PSVR thing to consider. Yeah, there is that. Um, uh, you know, that they are, there is, I mean, we've known that they, Sony has confirmed that they are working on another, uh, VR thing. Uh, yeah. so I wonder what they're really going to bring for that. You know, necessarily it's going to try to hook you into buying that. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, that's sort of my thing is just, I think what, what they're releasing now is, is really good. I'm not, this, like, Sony is, has done a great job of, of giving you just some power pack titles and recent memory and, like, so, I'm not, uh, ha- I don't have any problem with what they do. 
I think they've realized, okay, we don't need to touch... Like, whenever when their big exclusive was, like, Mac, <laughs> you know? So, they have certainly learned their lesson, and... You know, Mac 3 is going to be a launch title for sure. <laughs> right. Mark Cerny's still a Sony, so he'll make, he'll make that happen. <laughs> yeah, there, there's going to be launch titles that probably aren't going to be up to stuff or whatever, but... Well, I mean, uh, very few consoles have a good launch. Like the Switch did. Yeah. I mean, but it was buoy, but, you know, Mario... Yeah, you had that one big launch game, like Halo, like, yeah. like Breath of the Wild, you know, like, that's... I mean, those are rarities. Yeah. Like, it's funny, if you, if you think about the PS2, like, launch, like, I mean, it's 20 years ago, or, you know, damn near, but, like, it was stuff like Ready to Rumble 2, and, you know... <laughs> Fantavision. It's like, what? In Tekken Tag Tournament. It's like, alright. Uh, Fantavision, didn't they put that on the... Like, didn't it become like a PS2 classic or something like that? Like, yeah. It's, it, yeah. Yeah. People remember it fondly. You know? Right. Because so, it was uh, the one like, weird game, but that's about it. Oh, uh, it's... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you forgot to mention the other news story that broke. They're going to make... Atari is going to make hotels. Oh, God. Okay, we're making, we can't even get our system going. Yeah. That where we've been trying to do for I don't know how long, and then we're gonna do hotels. And they also say it's gonna be, I mean, it'll be video game themed with, quote, fully immersive virtual reality and augmented reality experiences. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm sure. Okay, and who's gonna go do that? Yeah. Uh, and how much are these hotels gonna cost? Like, I mean, a lot of money. It'll that, be some, some, it's some real estate group in Phoenix, apparently. But, uh, okay. yeah, this is like some Phantom project. Like, it'll be canceled in six months. It'll be like, oh, we couldn't get enough funding. Or or even if it does make it for a while, like, honestly, you know, like, that's going to go good for a few weeks. People are going to post pictures of what it is. It's going to get out there that it's kind of just whatever, and it's going to, they're not going to do that well. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, like like you said. Well, so yeah, someone pointed out, and I think it was on Twitter. Basically, made the comment you did. Like they can't even get their console out. Like with the, you know, you have faith in them to do this. And I was like, don't you understand, no. man? The hotel is going to fund the console experience or fund, you know, fund the development of the console. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden now they're going to be putting in. Uh, they're going to be putting in VR into the Atari thing now. Like, yeah. <laughs> like okay, well now it's going to take us even longer to make that game. Great, whatever. So, so well, yeah, I mean, besides, I mean, I assume it's going to be day one purchase for you. I don't know that it's going to be a day one. I might wait because depending on when it comes out, like, I mean, if it comes out, it's probably going to come out a, a week or two for my birthday, which helps on that end. But I don't know what's going to be going on at that point. So I don't want to say I will, but right. I'd say depending on what is there at launch, right? Like. Obviously, backwards compatibility is not going to be a problem, so my PS4 games that I had bought are going to work, um, so I can definitely buy, you know, plenty of that stuff if I want to, um, if, but there's got to be like a PS5 game that I really, really want, or I'll just wait, because I'm not necessarily, there's always problems with those launch consoles, you know what I'm saying? So like, I'm not saying, oh, I want to go out there the first day and get in that line and deal with all that, and, because, the Switch, when it came out, I went at like 11.50 at Walmart, and there was literally like another person there that actually knew that it was coming out, 
and I got one. They had like ten. And then after I and and him and like one other person got it, there was people showing up like, oh, this is the new Nintendo? Okay. Like the PS5, I mean, I know there's already, like GameStops and all these other people are already accepting pre-orders. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know that I want to get all in, into that I mean, mess. Between the two, I would say I'm much more interested in the PS5 than the Xbox. But well, yeah, Xbox. Most of those games are going to work in some form or fashion, either PC, Xbox One, uh, Xbox One X, uh, the X Cloud thing, like. By then, the xCloud will be out there in full public release, so, you know, you don't really need to go buy an Xbox One X. I think the only reason for me would be if there is, a, like, an awesome... I, I don't know, everything that we know about Microsoft is coming out, like, this year, so they have to have something up their sleeve that nobody knows about that would have to make people want to buy an Xbox Series yeah. X or whatever, like... PS5, I'm buying because I trust that Sony's gonna... I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they somehow get Square Enix to put a Final Fantasy 16 logo up there or something like that, you know? Like, I don't know, it'll be um, Final Fantasy 8 remake. Yeah, I, please don't do that. Uh, we we already have enough problems with 7 remake, we don't, we don't need that too. I, so, yeah, I think Sony, knowing Sony's history, definitely gonna try to get a PS5 early, but again, knowing that there's going to be PS4 games coming out for a while, I'm not necessarily going bonkers saying I want to get it either. So, yeah. what about you? Are you going to I would say I'm much more apt to get the PS5, well, I'll probably get the PS5, actually, because like, it's around Christmas and my birthday, so. Yeah, that helps. You know, so, it'll be like two for gift. For sure. Um, so, and it, it, it was your birthday on the 24th, so... Yeah, that's Happy why birthday. he came up for that concert. I mean, we went to, to, that, that was my birthday present from him, essentially. <laughs> so, you know, it was Mark's birthday in the last week, and, you know, happy birthday to him. Yep. And, yeah, so that's it for the show this week. We'll be back next week, um, getting to talk about some more games uh, that came out recently, and also whatever has been going on. Rumors abounding again that Nintendo might have another Direct, so we'll see. And until then, you know, make sure you hit subscribe so you get the show whenever it appears in your feed. If you go review, that helps a lot on whatever podcast service you uh, like to use. And uh, we appreciate everybody listening, and we'll see you later. Later.